0: Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz and this is Ascension Presents. So, the one. If you are someone who would like to get married, you probably have dreams of the one. I remember being I kept, kind of captivated by, the, by this idea back, you know, back when I was dating before the seminary, um, the idea of like, is there that one person out there? You know what the one is, right? The one is that one person out there that you're made for, that your soulmate, the person that you're you're destined to find, you're meant to find. And if you find this person, then you're gonna be exceedingly and excessively happy and and, and fulfilled for the rest of your rest of your life. This is the person that like the Jerry Maguire, this is an old Reference from maybe the last millennia, I might even be, you complete me, that kind of a thing, right? Is, that, is there such a thing as the one? Well, answer, no and yes. Let's get into that. I remember uh, when I was in college, there was our college chaplain is a, is a priest, and at one point, he, I remember him telling me, he said, yeah, you know, there were there are probably about 15 women that I know in my life that could I could have married and been just as happy with. As with anyone else." I was like, what? What? Are you kidding me? And he's like, no, absolutely not. Um, and remember at, the mom, at that moment thinking like, that is so unromantic. But then I thought about it and I've been thinking about it a lot since then and it's totally true. There is no such thing as the one. Here's what I mean by this. Because there is not this one person out there that unless I find them, I will never be completely fulfilled. That if I do find them, then my life will be just you know happily ever after kind of a thing. And here's the thing, we can work ourselves up into such a frenzy thinking that there is such a thing as the one out there. And it reduces not only our happiness, I think it reduces our holiness. Here's what I mean. God gave you a brain. And because of that, he expects you to use it. Which means what? Which means he also gave you a brain, expects you to use it. And he gave you a will. He expects you to use that as well. So he gives us a brain to know what's right and wrong, to find out that, to discover that, to learn that. And then he gave us a will to choose the right and to choose against the wrong. And in that, he gives us a bunch of freedom. He gives us a bunch of freedom. The freedom to choose uh, your spouse, the freedom in some way, in some sense, even the freedom to to choose your vocation. If I base my decisions off of this idea that somewhere out there, there's this one person, the soulmate. Now, are there, is, is there people that you have a great affinity to with? Absolutely. Is there people out, are there people out there that you can have like a best friend? Absolutely. Is it possible for you to one day marry your best friend? Absolutely. That is a kind of a thing sometimes people get to do. That's awesome. That's wonderful. That's fantastic. But the idea of the soulmate, the idea that there's one person out there, then if you find them you'll be as perfectly maximally happy and if you don't find them, you will not be quite as perfectly maximally happy. Maximally, maximally, maximum Maxim- maximal. Maximum? I don't know, here's the problem with it. First problem with it is this. Um, we get analysis paralysis. If you think that there's one person out there that you cannot miss and there's 7 billion, I guess, others that possibly, or actually probably half that, so 3.5 billion because, you know, um, 3.5 billion other people out there that um, you better not marry or won't be as happy, then how can you possibly decide? It's the same thing when it comes to like choosing a college, choosing a major, choosing a job. It's like, okay, no, I need to find the perfect college, the perfect major, the perfect job that will make me absolutely perfectly happy. And if I don't do this, I'll be completely unfulfilled for the rest of my life. Or at least I won't be as happy as I possibly could be. And so what happens is you don't make any decisions. Why? Because you need to make the perfect decision. That translates into the second thing. Our satisfaction with our decision, if there's such a thing as the one, if there's such a thing as the perfect decision, our satisfaction with the decision we make is greatly reduced. There's a man named Barry Schwartz. He's a sociologist. He has a presentation called The Paradox of Choice. And in it he talks about how choice is a great thing. Choice is an exercise of our free will and of our intellect and it's a really good thing. It's great to have choices because it is an expression and an exercise of that, what we've got as human beings. An intellect and a will. But he says that at a certain point we run into a problem. With so many choices out there, we start thinking that somewhere out there, there's the perfect choice. He gives a great example of choosing uh, jeans, you know, a pair of jeans, blue jeans. He says you go to the store and you've got Lee's and Wranglers and maybe Levi's and they all are basically cut the same way and you find, kind of, basically find your your inseam and your waist and you bring them home and they, they fit okay because that's how jeans fit. They fit okay. But now you go to the store and there's this whole wall of all these different kinds of styles and cuts and brands and all these kind of things and you think that If I can find the perfect pair of jeans, that's what they're going to be. They're going to be the perfect pair of jeans. They're going to fit me absolutely perfectly. There's no pair of jeans that could possibly fit better. But you get home, try them on, and they they fit well. They fit fine. But that's a problem because in a world of perfect, fine isn't good enough. In a world of perfect, good isn't good enough. And if we translate that or bring that into the idea of out there somewhere is the one person that if I find them they're the perfect one. Well, if I marry someone who's not not the perfect one, they're good, but in the world of the perfect, the good isn't good enough. There's no such thing as the one out there. Because here's the uh, the last piece. Because I think looking for the one is Is misunderstanding of what marriage is supposed to be. Marriage isn't my own giant personal fulfillment project. Or if I find that one person, then I'll be maximally, optimally, perfectly happy. Marriage is the place, I will always say this, marriage is the place where good people are called to die. (laughs) Marriage is where good people go to die, to themselves, out of love for someone else, to become the man or woman they're called to be and help their spouse become the man or woman that they're called to be. Because so marriage isn't about self-fulfillment. Marriage is about self-donation. Marriage isn't about self-gratification. It's about self-giving. It's, it's Jesus. Who is the one person you're made for? Who is the one heart that your heart is meant to beat for? Who is the one person that unless you meet them, your life will not, you will not be fulfilled? one person, unless you encounter them and give your life to them and live life with them, then life will be essentially meaningless. That person is Jesus. He is your The One. And his heart beats for you. Does your heart beat for him? Here's the question. Have you talked to your The One today? Have you given them your heart today? From all of us Presents. My name is Father Mike. God bless.